You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. In May of this year, the Write-In Taiwanese Census Campaign published an open letter and petition on TaiwaneseAmerican.org. The letter was in response to Pew Research reports on Asian American communities. The reports referred to Taiwanese in footnotes stating that Chinese includes those identifying as Taiwanese. The open letter asked Pew Research to issue an apology to the Taiwanese American community and to republish its findings with Taiwanese Americans as a separate category. For months, the write-in Taiwanese census team worked with Pew Research to get an official response issued. On Wednesday, September 8th, Pew Research reissued their report on Asian American communities, which had previously misrepresented the Taiwanese. To be clear, it was a correction, not an apology. The report included the categories of Chinese with Taiwanese, Taiwanese, and Chinese except Taiwanese. I spoke with Christina Hu, the director of the Right in Taiwanese Census Campaign, and Chie Ting Ye, the media director of the Right in Taiwanese Census Campaign. We talked about what transpired after the Taiwanese American community's response to Pew Research's initial report, Asian American Communities, which misrepresented the Taiwanese. We also spoke about the decades-long advocacy work of the Taiwanese American Citizens League, TACL, in educating the Taiwanese-American community to complete the U.S. Census not only by checking the other Asian box, but also by writing in Taiwanese. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Love to be here. What was the genesis of this whole thing? Um, I I didn't know of uh, Taiwanese-American Citizens League before, and I just got this, um, I just... By accident, I saw this email that was sent to my inbox asking for people to sign up to become the director of civic engagement, specifically spearheading the 2020 census. Uh And I, at that time, I was um, already kind of doing short videos on looking at Taiwanese history. And I didn't think so much about like what I can do currently in terms of impact and in terms of really a Taiwanese American um, sort of uh, advocacy role, right? Right. And um, they also talked about campaign and before that, I also worked on the Obama campaign. So yep. for some reason, just the, the the part of the 2020 census and also the um, the fact that I actually worked on a political camp- campaign before, so I signed on. Yeah. Mm-hmm, Along, yeah. And then, then it was just um, by accident that I saw that email, and that's how oh, the whole thing got started. And when um, the group interviewed me, and I actually didn't really know uh, um, the the, um, the people, the officers of Taiwanese American Citizens League, because a lot of it is just that I, I being someone who um, born in Taiwan, moved to the United States and didn't live in a, in a community that has a lot of Taiwanese or Taiwanese American. So I was really out of the loop in a lot of these um, advocacy or organizations. And mm-hmm. Ting was the one that really kind of the throughout a friendship that I got to know more and more of this world that exists. I mm-hmm. met you and I met mm-hmm. Jenny and, and, mm-hmm. and various other people that I didn't name, but there's like so many of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
it was really interesting. So when they actually gave me the job, um, I knew it was a really big job. So <laughs> I needed someone else that I can just throw ideas off of. Yep. And it's just someone I know for a very long time and who yep. kind of understands me. And so that's how I reached out to Ting. I don't know. It would be like great to hear what Ting, do you remember the beginning of this? Like when I called you and said, I actually got this gig <laughs> now that I need to help. And do you remember? Yeah. I would love to hear what like you remember um, too. Oh, yeah. I, I hope it's not too different from what you remember. <laughs> I remember you telling me that you're interested in, in the job. And I said, you know what, you should, you should go for it. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I do remember, um, you know, we, we talked about, you know, what the organization is like, what we talked about, what this, um, you know, the census 20, you know, the, the whole sort of census drive, you know, like what, what, you know, what's kind of done in the past or, and then I, I remember once you got the job where you kind of sat down and brainstormed, um, you know, the whole campaign from like, from the start, sort of what, what you know, what is our, what our strategy was going to be and, and all that so so yeah um um i so i mean as you were saying like i was a little bit like surprised but like very pleasantly so that um you were interested because right, we when we met we were both in school um and we weren't doing anything particularly like taiwan focused right like we you know we've we done some asian american um like law and like policy conference right and then we um you know, I did some stuff with like Asia, like practicing law in Asia, for example. But like um, specifically Taiwan, I think this is like that was sort of the beginning of like um, us, like especially for Christina, right? Like kind of entering this, um, you know, the wonderful and uh, you know frustrating, but uh, re also rewarding world of like Taiwan advocacy in the United States. So. I remember writing you a lot of long texts about. Um, just looking at what it means, how to be counted as Taiwanese, and this is something so. I the one of the reasons I want to sign out is such a concrete and um, measurable project that 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 I could see myself involved and have some way to say that we did something that can showcase. Right, it's a number at the end of this that you can show that we do exist and so it sort of incorporate everything else whereas other things that i pick, picked up on doing was like telling a story that it's it's it feels like this was something that i thought it was going to be a time period and then the more and more i got involved i realized it's a continuous thing so yeah just time this this was uh in 2020 early 2019, like January 2019, when they were looking for people to spearhead the 2020. Let's talk about the history behind the Right in Taiwanese Census campaign. So I came in for the 2020 version of it um, because it goes on the calendar of the decennial census from the U.S. census. That is, every 10 years, then they conduct this counts of every single person living in the United States. And on those forms, you get to write down and um, record your your background. So since the 1990, uh, Taiwanese American Citizens League has been leading these campaigns. So if you count the counted by decade, this is you know the fourth version of it. 
right? 1990, yeah. 2000, 2010. <laughs> I had to like check myself on the math too. Yeah, it's the fourth iteration. So yeah. um, in the 1990, there is a longer video. Um, there wasn't YouTube or any social media. In 2000, uh, is a shorter video and people are much better sort of, in, and this is all kind of lay people who are not in media, it's just in advocacy work, uh, who are interested in Taiwanese uh, identity and advocating for our community. And right. um, they also did the video and um, and in 2010, there was an actual video that YouTube came out. So that was the first time they had uh, online presence and Facebook. So by 2020, we got um, YouTube video, we got Facebook, and we got Instagram this time as well. Yeah. And we also have, um, so who is missing in this podcast is uh, Leona Chen. She yes. was our she is a, the, the media director, so she, oh, not the media, the creative <laughs> uh, tenure, the media director. <laughs> She's like, whatever. <laughs> and, um, so, so we also have TaiwaneseAmerican.org. So that's also iteration that came after 2010 as well, right? If I, I think that also, when did TaiwaneseAmerican.org come about? Oh wow! Yeah, it's I don't know. Well, Maybe it's before twenty. Yeah, I'd have to look back. Quite quite a long time ago. I can look that up. So I looked it up, and TaiwaneseAmerican.org was founded in two thousand six. So this time we got TaiwaneseAmerican.org. So it's a longer uh, Taiwanese American story focus, and also Taiwanese American Citizens League. Into twenty twenty, it's the fourth time we're doing it, and. I really wanted uh, to reflect the time. So if you look back all the campaign from 1990 until 2020, there's uh -huh. always this progression, right? So we're uh, we're lucky enough to be doing this in the fourth time because there's already some buy-in and we're just wanting to expand from that. So, yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know, like, Tim, do you remember the, any other campaign in 2010? I remember seeing the videos um, and I remember... Um, I remember people talking about it, like, um, you know, sort of my, I remember my cousins told me about it. Um, and, and it was a little funny because like, I, I knew, um, some of the people that were involved in the campaign. Right. But then I wasn't like really paying much, too much attention to it. And then to have my cousin who was like, you know, in off in her own world kind of tell me, Hey Ting, did you hear about this? I'm like, of course I heard about this. Uh, but um, but it, like that that was a really good sign that the um, just even back then the twenty in twenty ten um, the message was getting spread and the message was getting her uh, you know it was getting it was reaching a lot of people that it wasn't just kind of like the very very small circle of like activated you know active Taiwan advocates um, in in the u.s right so it's reaching a lot more people who are um you know taiwanese american uh but not necessarily like their their probably you know their focus is not necessarily on like taiwanese american issues or taiwan issues right um so i think that was a good sign and so for this year um or this the this last year um when christina and i were kind of talking about this that was um, a very that that kind of stood out in my mind actually as you know okay these we, we need to make sure we're re we're not just preaching to the choir right we need to reach um, you know as we need to reach the people and and inspire them right and 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 hopefully persuade them um, to write in Taiwanese right like the people who are kind of 
um, you know, the people who might not like have given identity or or the census or you know even U.S. affairs um, much thought, right? So that's um that was that was on my mind. The 2010 write-in Taiwanese census campaign YouTube video does actually list TaiwaneseAmerican.org among several other Taiwanese American organizations as a sponsor, and we'll include a link to that video in the show notes for this episode. Can we talk about why the write-in Taiwanese、uh, census campaign, or why in general it's important for different groups to be counted in the census? You know that that question for some reason just like is always so hard for me to answer because my first reaction would be like, why wouldn't be important? <laughs> why would it not be important for you to record yourself in history when you get a chance to say to be, get yourself represented?、Mm -hmm. So I guess、um, so. Then I have to be like, okay, so then. Flip it like how to then because it comes so natural for me that、right. someone who study politics who study who, who study policy just it's like a no brainer for me like why would you not get yourself represented why would that even be a question right but I guess sometimes like connecting the dots is、um, what the campaigns are supposed to do like why there's also education continue education that. So there's something I thought that there's something truly interesting with the census, though. So it's also looking at the history of representation within the United States. So this thinking of what makes you to be counted, why are you important, and what's、uh, democracy, what's representation, what it all means, right? And the census,、um, United States census, is one that where、uh, it used to be only since 1960 that someone.、Uh, Someone who's filling out that form. Only since 1960 can you actually tell people what you are,、um, and what more accurate way <laughs> to really capture the diversity, aside from actually asking someone who they think they are. Right. So it wasn't until 1960 that people could select their own race on the U.S. Census.、Yeah. Well, the other aspect of that is then why do you need to have Be counted under a certain、uh, racial ethnic category because that has something to do with how like government resources and things are allocated. Like maybe Ting can speak more to this.、Um, yeah, I I think I mean I I'm with Christina right in terms of like you、mm -hmm. know it's like the yeah it's like well why wouldn't you like why wouldn't you put down where you are like if you were asked and you know why wouldn't you want the U.S. government to to know that right. Um, or like, why why wouldn't you want that to be like part of the public record?、Um, but you know, like we again, like as I said, we are. It, it's not it's not the people that like the people who think it's obvious that you should write in Taiwanese and that it's important to proclaim your your identity.、Um, like we don't need to convince those people, right? They're gonna do right. it, right? Like the the campaign is meant for people who are.、Um, You know, who might not have really thought about these kind of tough questions, and to tell them why it's important.、Um, and so,、um, you know, the in the beginning when we first came out with the campaign, we spent a lot of time on the graphics and the like, the infographics and the brochures, right? Like we went,、mm -hmm. um, we went with Leon, like Leon. We basically drove Leona crazy because we we're like, we gotta change this, gotta change that, <laughs> you gotta put in this, gotta reward this. But <laughs> point is,、um, you know, as you as you mentioned, there's. The、uh, you know government resource allocation part of it. There's the redistricting part of it.、Uh, 
Um, you know, but then there's also the um, U.S. foreign policy part of it, right? Like the more, um, you know, the more vote, the more um, there are Taiwanese um, Americans identifying as such on the census, um, the more that the U.S. Uh, government in terms of the foreign policy will think, will, will you know, remember to think about Taiwan, right? Um, you know, because they're like, well, we have some of these constituents, they have, um, they're from Taiwan or they have connections to Taiwan, they have heritage from Taiwan. Uh, we need to take this to, to account uh, when we do our foreign policy with Taiwan. Um, you know, something as simple as, right, like your favorite bubble tea brand from Taiwan or shaped ice brand from Taiwan wants to open the franchise in the U.S., they're going to see, well, how many Taiwanese Americans are there in the U.S.? That's their potential market. Right. So the more there are, the more likely that your favorite shave brand, you know, shave ice brand or your favorite snack from Taiwan gets, you know, gets to come to the U.S. So there's a lot of these little things that, um, you know, we, we try to think of that's not, um, you know, like these practical uh, considerations, um, you know, on top of just, you know, it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, that this is that's how we're trying to, you know, kind of reach a broader audience. Right. Yeah. So um, piggyback, piggyback off that. So it's the entire, it, it's sort of, so Ting had to constantly remind me that like you study politics, so you have to kind of translate this. So what the census data said is just the basic starting point for any government policy in the United States. And so I think then I have to like remind people, this is where you uh, for the next 10 years, this would be the baseline for any kind of governmental decision when they look at surveys because they would have to do research. And this is how you get yourself recorded. And um, on the redistricting and um, and, and, and also uh, giving up the money for each state is also determined by that. And on that level, sure, like we don't need to know who is who in the United States. But on any other policy decisions or any understanding that make up of the United States and understanding who, uh, where people come from and the origin story, then we do need that information. And that information is highly dependent on people's self-reporting. So this is the part of the civic engagement that I think that I was so interested in to getting Taiwanese involved because democracy is really essentially what you make of it. And the census is just one of the examples. And the other one's voting, um, but that's that sort of is a one and done um, but for census, it's, it's a, little, a little harder to, to sort of uh, give that abstract to, to, to say that it directly benefits to that connection in line. But I always tell people, if you don't get yourself counted in the starting point, then it's almost game over. So we have to, so it's, this is a starting point, and then we can continue to use this data to advocate for our community. And it's interesting that you said well, when you took on this role, you didn't realize like what it would uh, entail. And that, that brings me to why we're still talking about this right now. Um, because your role with the Right in Taiwanese Census campaign actually went a little bit beyond that because we had a situation that happened with the, the Pew Research report on Asian communities that came out, right? So should we talk about that? That's right. Um, so, uh, 
May of this year, uh, so May May every year is the a- Asian American Heritage Month, right. and uh, you will see in that month a lot of uh, news outlets would then highlight the um, the 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 wider Asian American community, and uh, so Pew also did that, and they uh, want to highlight the uh the diversity that's within asian american or asian in general living in the united states and they use the census data so incidentally because i've been campaigning about the census i know about the census form and the data reporting very well so when they when the publishing um of the charts that they made in the pew using the u.s census data that end up um, disappearing Taiwanese as a whole category and just as put us in the in the footnote as Chinese, including those identifying as Taiwanese, we had a huge response. Yeah. Um, it, it was interesting that there's also the community because everybody's so aware of of the campaign that it was somewhat I'm not on Twitter, so it really started on Twitter. Somebody actually texted me about uh, what happened um, with the, the what happened in this article, and then I looked at the article. Um, but nonetheless, Pew is a very influential uh, research house, so we had to respond. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, when was the first time you heard about this, Ting? Um, I mean, basically, yeah, on Twitter because you know, as soon as it came out, you know, the, like Twitter kind of lit up, right? And um, and, and and the I think I think specifically this incident is just sort of a perfect storm, right? Because one, it's Pew Research, it's influential, right? And it's um, you know, it, it's not it, it it's 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 credit it, it has like the credibility and the in in the United States that um whatever they say, right, um is kind of what goes with um you know, like it, it with kind of the general American public, right? So, so they sh- they need to get it right. So that's one. Two, um, you know, like the whole point of like the work that we did for writing Taiwanese is so that something like this does not happen, right? Um, I mean, what's the point of us going around and telling people that they need to write in Taiwanese to get represented, and then to turn around and have one of the most credible organizations in the United States, um, you know, not only not only take out the cat, not only refuse to put in the category, but kind of very in your face, kind of said, "Oh, we think you're all Chinese, right?" And and they 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 said they basically said so, right? right? And they're just like, so just in case you're wondering, we like we 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 label all of you guys as Chinese. Just so, just so you know, right? And not only um, kind of invalidated uh, like the work that we did for the writing census campaign, it um, was very much um, a and and a slap in our face, right? And especially with the um, you know, especially with the political how politically charged um, you know Chinese Taiwanese, right? There um, and you know there are there are um, very, very, there are lots of people out there, you know, the Chinese government included, right, that would love to, you know, they're, they're pressing on this, all the Taiwanese is all Chinese, right, that's, um, and there's a lot of political implications to that as well, right, and so, um, you know, especially for us, if we did not respond to this, essentially, we're saying, 
oh, you know, guys, we, like, we told you to do all this work. Um, you know, it's, pretty, it's important to write in Taiwanese to get represented. And then when we were purposely not represented or misrepresented, if we don't say anything, that is not, that is on us, right? So we had to, we, we had to respond right away. And now for a short break. Talking Taiwan is the longest-running Taiwan-related podcast, and we are dedicated to bringing you stories connected to Taiwan and Taiwan's global community. Help us to grow and continue producing engaging content by making a contribution on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Talking Taiwan. Yeah, and not only whether we respond, whether we respond in the very very direct way and yes. in a public way so yes. we wrote that's how we um decided on an open letter and it was essentially it was uh leona is really uh the one that spearhead on the, the the open letter and we got signatures and that was a way that summarized how we felt that this misrepresentation and sort of really take a jab at this idea that if we're really talking about diversity and we want to celebrate diversity within Asian in America, then you cannot do this and at the same time say you celebrate diversity when you don't even recognize self-reported identities as big as the one that's Taiwanese. It's not as big as Chinese, it's not as big as Japanese population or any of the the pre-existing boxes that are on the census, but it's one of the bigger minority within the Asian minority groups in America. So if you're really looking at diversity, you can't be disappearing people, period. Yeah. Right. And the um, open letter you're referring to appeared on TaiwaneseAmerican.org along with an online petition, right? Um, so yeah. you really asked the community to come out and sign the petition supporting this. Um, do you know how many people signed that online petition? So we have about over 600 signature oh, wow. in total. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we had like over 400 within the first me... like two or three days. Basically, wow. um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the way that how quickly this, um, how quickly people signed on and how quickly people responded to this um, really, really, you know, points to how, um, yeah, just, just, just how people, how strongly people felt about this. Yeah, it was, I mean, these, these petitions, we, we didn't put it anywhere else. Um, we were really... Yeah, right, you could have put it on change.org or something, right? Yeah, we really were just internally. Um, so the first move was that we had to be very public about this and very direct and had a main message of this is just wrong reporting. And um, we directly addressed the, the associate director at Pew. Um, Neo Ruiz, and so to make it visible and to see what we were asking for to have this correction done. So, and it's, it, the the letter is largely for our community and to let them know we see this, we hear you, and this is where you can sign on your name and let everybody know uh, that we do have support and this is this is really not acceptable for us. And I also so. During the census work that Taiwanese Americans and Taiwanese are not the only ones who had to write in. So there was a whole bunch of other um, Asian organizations that are have grouped together and have weekly meetings under umbrella of 
other general larger national Asian American organizations. And we talk on the weekly basis during the whole census campaign because everybody needs to get their community counted and needed to be counted as them. And this is all about showing that we do exist in America and we do have uh, we do have a say in representation. So I also appeal to them and a number of them signed on to the petition as well. Oh, wow, excellent. After that, yeah, I emailed them. Just wanted to give, so it's, it's within the community that's, Taiwanese American, and then also reaching out to Asian Americans who are actually doing these campaign work. So they they are so familiar right. with the challenge. So and then they signed on. So and also like, can you mention who signed on? Some of these other groups or representatives? Sure, I can go to the original open letter. Uh, ta- oh, uh, the Japanese American Citizens Leagues. Mm-hmm. Um. Social Eco Education, uh, CLA, and so some of them, and then some Sikh organization. Uh, let me get the exact name. I just keep scrolling so because it's six <laughs> signatures. So, yeah. um, so South Amer- South Asian Americans leading together, Salt Sikh American Legal Defense and Education Fund, uh, empowering Pacific Islander communities. Asian Pacific American Labor Alliance, AFL-CIO, and NAPA. And um, so that's a national, also Asian American Pacific Islander uh, national organizations. So a number of them signed on. And also that when, because I raised this issue with the Pew and NAPA is one of the national uh, Asian American Pacific leadership, uh, Pew wanted to talk to them as well because they want to establish themselves as sort of a knowledge base and research house for researching about Asian American issues. And they invited me to be on the call, uh, invited Ting as well to be on this call. So we get to raise it again as, as, greater Asian American umbrella to speak to Pew about how when you disaggregate, that means you don't disappear anybody. That's right. Um, And I'm curious to know before even the open letter came out, like I'm sure there was um, some initial reaction from Pew because it's on Twitter. Like what was their initial reaction on the social media or whatever? So I'm not on Twitter. So I got some screenshots of their response. I think the initial response was, um, that it was confusing for them. But I later on when I talked to uh, Neil, so essentially the, uh, when, this, when we issued the open letter and um, I reached out to the Asian American uh, Alliance group of partners and they someone knows Neil directly, so gave me his email directly and I reached out to him directly. Okay. And when we had a conversation and he did say that he didn't think that responding to something so complicated like this, just via Twitter was going to be helpful. Right. So Christina had mentioned to me that when she looked through the U.S. census data, she noticed that the Okinawans were not even included at all in the Pew Research Report. So did they also issue a correction or like some kind of footnote for the Okinawans? In the correction, they um, they just broke out Taiwanese. Uh, it's interesting enough; they still kept a line that says Chinese with Taiwanese. I try to tell them that that line is just sort of throughout conversation should just be gone. 
but I think um, it sort of underscores sometimes it's very hard to um, to get some powerful organization to admit they're wrong. So it's sort of like they they said the line becomes a Chinese with Taiwanese, so they label it in there, and then Taiwanese, and then Chinese without Taiwanese. Um, for the Okinawans, they they added they so they they didn't so I, I joke how like they undisappeared Okinawan and Taiwanese now from their table, but for the Okinawan they didn't mention um, just also with, along with the notes that said that now they they are uh, in comp sort of uh, matching the census now um, they also include Okinawan and they just didn't, they didn't mention how sort of in that way that you had to be sort of understand that they originally <laughs> just disappeared them all together. So uh, it was because um, when we when we went over the the numbers line by line, and it's also because I've been doing this campaign, so I understand how the way the data sets are, and I compare line by line and show them that their numbers are wrong because these numbers encapsulate also that anybody who identified with both Chinese or Taiwanese or Taiwanese in any other combination, right? So if you just purely add those numbers, which they still did on that line that says Chinese with Taiwanese, it's double counting for some people because we all know that people have multiple identities, but the idea is exactly what um, Ting said, that essentially, one, you're uh, counting people wrong, the number just wrong for P, then that's what results in the correction because it's the wrong number that was just wrong. And two, I uh, said so that you cannot say you're really explaining diversity within Asian Americans and not respect self-reported identities. And so the report came out in May and now it's September and they just issued the correction this week, right? So like, I don't know, do you want to comment about what happened in those four months? Like it took four months for this correction to come out. So I guess I kind of fling a little bit on the summer time. <laughs> so there was like vacation time. <laughs> um, so for the whole, so for the, during the four months, so in total, back and forth, I just counted the email between me and Neil at Pew. It was like 80, 83, wow. 85 email altogether to get to this to this, this publication. Um, and also four different phone calls and five on top of like the ones that we later on, including Ting as well, and other research that they, they were interested in looking at. So not only the quantitative data, also qualitative. So they were doing focus groups on various Asian American identities. Um, then we also gave, gave some feedback because um, we were we were hoping to, to sort of so continue this education of Taiwanese identity. Because this entire experience really pretty much um, underscore why this campaign was so necessary and why this 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 education is so necessary for some 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 important such an important and renowned and respected institution like Pew to uh, come across this kind of out of touch with the various identities and while they were trying to become the leader the um in research in this area so it was great that though um i am grateful that that um neil was open to talking to us and opening up this uh this this dialogue i mean you it was sort of um like like what ting says a perfect storm that sort of 
brought up every bucket of issue I have been, we know as Taiwanese Americans, and now brought it to a very visible level and for us to advocate and then, and then I am, I'm never taken for granted for somebody to willing to actually listen to us because we all have experience where people just kind of shut us down, right? So I am very grateful for Pew to be so open to listening to us and to turn this into a very positive moment all around. I commend you guys. It's incredible. This is like a huge win. I mean, uh, a lot of Taiwanese Americans have probably experienced this in the past. Like, um, I think there was some situation with Google, like um, not representing Taiwan properly and like uh, different airlines on their websites, um, not listing Taiwan or putting Taiwan into China or like this always like things like this that we come across in our daily lives and then but for something like this to happen with Pew um, that's so highly visible this is a really huge win that you're able to get this correction yeah you just brought something super interesting that I want to I want to um, add on to that because uh, so I think with Pew is that they have a huge endowment and their goal is research and so so we were, I think that this is a unique unique um, example co as compared to Google or uh, American Airlines or any airline that end up dropping Taiwan or just the, this identity, just, just recognizing reality that there are Taiwanese and Taiwan is a separate entity than China. So um, and because of the current reality and the challenge, but it's also a, between research and what, is supposed to be certain intellectual integrity that has to be protected and that they have endowment that they could entertain and do this. And I can see how like the economic uh, portion has not been as courageous <laughs> in terms of intellectual honesty on these topics. Yeah, the business community. So, yeah. 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 So, so there's that to comment on. So it's, it's a credit to Pew and them wanting to learn. But on top of it, um, I, I want to say that if you, I hope if anybody takes away from any of this this experience is that that not only advocacy work is that you have to stay on it and we have to continually say our piece and it's not about getting this result is to continue pushing this conversation in terms of advocacy it's it's about um, that the marathon is it's really a marathon than a short sprint. So we just have to keep that in mind. And it's also not so much about finishing to get to a certain goal. It's also the continuation of that. Cause so now we got Pew to add that line and we're going to keep watch on the 2020 data set and to make sure that they will not commit the same thing again. Uh, but at the same time, wanting to then looking to build our own team to, to, to know how to look at this data ourselves and publish it ourselves. So it really is so important that we have to be so strong and in our conviction and to continue on, on advocating for ourselves. And it's not so much the goal. There is really a, it's a continuation, right? It's like that arc of history. Um, it's a continuum. Right. And what I was going to say earlier is that I just have to point out in the case of Google and different airlines or different um, companies that have misrepresented Taiwan or just erased Taiwan, um, I think in several cases when the community 
again, they had to put pressure in that campaign and write letters and petition. And in a lot of cases, it was corrected. So I think it's just a constant battle, whether it's Pew or um, your credit card company or whatever company it is that you have to keep an eye on and keep them accountable and uh, speak up. And I also feel that when, uh, when we wrote that open letter, we didn't think we have so many friends that were going to sign on. And as they they just came on to sign on the letter with us who outside of the Taiwanese community. So always know people are paying attention. And when you're right, you should just speak up. Oh, I, I want to add one more thing about like in terms of so what I also learned advocacy is that um, having a conversation one on one with human being to human being definitely counts so much more than was posted on social media. Uh, so one of the co most interesting conversation I had with Neil is that he felt that um, he, that on the social media, he felt personally attacked and he didn't mean to hurt the entire community and he didn't mean to do these these things. And and he said he was grateful for me to be, to, to, to meet me that, um, that I was willing to have this one-on-one -on -one conversation where I actually get to tell him about why I feel I'm Taiwanese and like the history of, uh, of that mixed up of Chinese identity over Taiwanese. I told him the story of when I was a kid in Taiwan that uh, my Chinese teacher uh, was really uh, adamant that I was Chinese and I say I'm Taiwanese and I was punished. And, and that was a very concrete story for him, for a person to tell him that that was my direct experience. And so I tell him that, uh, that it, it, it I, I also explained to him when why it was offensive for us that when when a big research institute says they're confused that that data may be confusing and i said that when when, when you say it's confusing you must ask whom to whom is this confusing because i was never confused <laughs> who i am when i wrote in taiwanese on the census form mm -hmm. so and that's the only way that you have that data to begin with anyways to add to the chinese is because people wrote in taiwanese there isn't a checkbox for taiwanese the, the only way that they knew there were taiwanese counts is because people wrote in so there is absolutely no doubt that we want to be counted as taiwanese and to that, that I told him that there was no choice for us in my capacity as a director of civic engagement and as part of the right in Taiwanese campaign that we had to respond so openly and so directly at addressing this to him. Yeah, and he, he felt the pressure um, and he did say that it was, uh, that in his word that he did feel like it was a little scary to be on social media to be targeted that way. And I told, I told him, this is why I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and also like um, that just the social media that when people are not seeing things, but it's also sort of like, a, so I gave him more context why that people felt so strongly about it, but in, in a way that it is person to person. Yeah. So you're seeing the humanity behind every organization, mm -hmm. right? So you say Pew, but it's also made up of people. Right. And yeah. Taiwanese is made up of people. So if we really mm -hmm. truly mm -hmm. see each other and I think, that that was sort of a how can you said this is like a traditional way of actual like lobbying right it's person to person yeah i mean kudos to you yeah to your credit um 
so easily things could blow up over social media, right? Because it gets blown out of proportion. I have to say that I do appreciate the um, the passion that was on the internet that put in the pressure to begin with, because I think without that pressure, I think without it being hard for, um, I'm not sure that if there wasn't such a visible pressure uh, that it would have the open letter by itself would have done it. But um, I, I just think you have to do both. And and there's one, one thing online, and then there's also person to person, and then continue to to explain, um, to do advocacy for ourselves. And, and on top of it, I think, like, for me, it's, I think that we have to continue to do this because it really didn't begin on by me or by Ting. This was something that was in 1990 that that the census campaign started. And that started because throughout um, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s, there were people that advocated for Taiwanese uh, dignity, right? And it's all Mm -hmm. building off one after another. So for people that said um, you... That, that it doesn't work. I said that you're just not paying attention. Is there anything you guys wanted to add um, that you want to say that to put in this episode that we didn't address? Oh, I wanted to talk about the slogan. Oh, yes, please. How we came up with it. <laughs> I want I want Ting's version because I, I like I not only drove Leona crazy I drove Ting crazy so I drove both of them crazy going back and forth like what I'm like because essentially I wanted to do I, I wanted to have like a main theme and a rallying point and I had to like Ting had to listen to me <laughs> very pontificating over the idea history the only way a good friend would and tolerate and then sympathize it down and it became this is who we are make account then the funny thing is that despite all this analysis the graphs and all this stuff that it just came down to that one phrase right that simple phrase essentially i remember like at one point just like why are we even having to defend nobody else has to like explain why are you chinese why are you thai why are you whatever like add in whatever you are right and why do we feel the sense of burden to have to explain what makes you taiwanese has been a guiding cornerstone for what this campaign the message always come down to this unapologetic way of why do you say we why do you need explanation why do you need me to explain who i am why can't you just why why can't i just say i'm taiwanese and that be it yeah, unfortunately, this is a very common experience that a lot of Taiwanese have to contend with. You're very familiar. You've, you've been doing this work for a very long time. Just want to sort of bring that background to how this campaign started and also what ended up to be our slogan. Essentially, it came from this long conversation, as I recall, with Ting when we were trying to come up with yeah. a slogan, just coming back to this idea that... To do this campaign is sort of because of the reality we're in, but we want to move the conversation forward to sort of affirming in a way that we're just Taiwanese. We don't owe anybody any explanation. And so I just love that slogan. This is who we are. Make a count. Yes. And we'll just continue using that and say, keep making a count.
Well, thank you so much, guys, for taking time out of your schedule to be on Talking Taiwan and to share the backstory and why it's so important, all the advocacy that you're doing and that the results that you got from Pew. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. I've been speaking with Christina Hu and Che Tingye of the Right in Taiwanese Census Campaign. If you enjoyed this episode, go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Tell a friend about us or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There we'll list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.